Atmaria kia tātou katoa, tuatahi ka mihio ki a koe Marma Davidson. Nā reira ki te manutaki, ki te tokatū moana ni a te reuererangi kotahi e mihi kou ana ki a koe. E mihi ana, e mihi ana. Welcome Marama, thank you for joining us on the show today. Oh, morena wave nga mihi ki a koutou nga kaitakarongo ki a koe uh, e hoa uh, tēnei taku no kite honore kite taimai kite fiti takatiki korero kia koutou. Kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. Uh, I guess it's a wee bit too late to be congratulating the Green Party as a whole six months into the coalition, but a big <laughs> congratulations to you, new co-leadership. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we, we're just in the early days of government and really proud of the wins we've already got and certainly humbled at being elected co-leader so thank you very much for that no you're welcome um to get straight into it because we don't have much time on the show today what is the latest on the green party question allocation debacle are you chose to share with national so uh on my first day in the house as co-leader i was able to stand up and use our questions and uh, supplementaries to hold the government to account which is what we always said that we had retained um, the ability to do. So as you, as people saw, I was able to stand up and um, platform our point of difference in terms, you know, how the, the Greens have a different approach to tax. And I was able to use questions to highlight that. Um, so we will, be, we will continue to be able to use our questions to call the government to account. Okay, fantastic. And you, as the new co-leader of the Green Party, do you think, um, now that the Māori Party is not in government anymore, do you think you'll be bringing back the Māori vote to the Green Party and become, I guess you say, the new political home for Māori? I hope so. I, uh, our Green Kaupapa have long aligned with many Māori political aspirations, um, such as caring for our wai and our awa and wana such as addressing climate change and resisting oil, iwi all up and down, uh, Aotearoa have been doing that, uh, such as wanting to make sure that um, housing and making sure everyone has a warm, dry, safe home, particularly our homeless, has, you know, we've aligned on so many kaupapa and on our world view. Mm. I've been pleased to see people already referring to the Green Party as the only independent political party for Māori vision in Parliament and I will be wanting us to um, take up up the opportunity to highlight our political aspirations that align. Yeah, and I mean, many young voters, which tends to be the demographic for this radio station in particular, um, would assume a Green Party simply stands for environmental protection, but could you explain why the party is pushing so hard on social issues? Sure, because everything is connected. And actually, I've been encouraged by the fact that it is actually young people who understand this um, even more so, that we cannot uh, address climate change or environmental degradation without transforming the very economic and social issues that have caused it in the first place. And we cannot simply be wanting to save our river without wanting the people to be well, who we want to be able to swim in. (laughs) (laughs) We cannot simply be wanting to save our environment without making sure that everyone has a good house to live in. So, you know, um, the the Greens have always had uh, the environment and social issues and economic issues as part of our foundation. 
and we'll continue to speak to all of them. And as you really go hard on the social issue side of things um, from your personal political standpoint, um, you've been labelled as as radical before. How do you feel about that? (laughs) If wanting people to live in a home without mould and a home where they can afford to pay the rent without working three jobs is wanting hospitals to be free from mould and sewage running down the walls, is radical. I'm fine with that. I think it's actually just common sense, to be honest. Yeah. I think that wanting an economy that doesn't concentrate the wealth into you know into the hands of two men who end up having more than the lowest earning or lowest income thirty entire thirty percent of our country. I think actually that's a bit of common sense. So I'm happy to be pushing um, for that common sense. Uh, and just to pick up on one of your other points is. My entire activist background and political background has been as an environmental activist as well as a social justice activist. And in fact, I came into Parliament being called an environmental activist. So I'm proud that I'm um, authentically able to understand the connection between all of the issues. Yeah, fantastic. Now that uh, Labour and National are picking up on this environmental rhetoric, how do you think the Greens are going to ensure their longevity as a party, considering that these issues surrounding sustainability and the environment are now pretty much mainstream talk for all parties? Yeah, and we'll keep keep talking about the fact we welcome (laughs) the other parties picking up our ideas that we've had for the the whole entire time. It's, you know, when you get a commitment to end new oil permits, that's what you get when you get a Green Party in government. Uh, we've been championing those political issues for our entire existence. It's pleasing to see other political parties now having to take up the very issues that we have always championed. We've had water, uh, water quality and rivers at the forefront of our campaign priorities every single election campaign that we've run. Um, We've understood that we need to look at tax and revenue for the government in a way that adequately funds our core social services. So I'm very pleased that um, other political parties are now having to join us and will continue to be the most progressive party and strong, uh, strong on environmental issues in Parliament. And do you think the co-leadership model also ensures the Greens' longevity? Absolutely, that was a part of... Because James and I together, James Shaw and I together, are able to speak to a wider range of issues uh, and are able to um, connect to and speak to a wider range of New Zealand communities and people. And that's the strength of the co-leadership model that the members have always upheld. Fantastic. Did you attend the recent New Frontiers conference in Wellington by any chance? I didn't, but I am also interested, um, as you've already highlighted, I think it's Johan Rockström. Yes. He talked yeah. about planetary boundaries. I was very, I'm very pleased to see um, that discussion on planetary boundaries happening because it's absolutely key to a transformative economic model. Yeah. An economic model needs to understand that we cannot simply keep extracting dirty fossil fuels um, at the cost of everything purely for a profit-driven agenda. And planetary boundaries should be dictating our planning. We should understand that we can't keep pushing 
Uh, we can't keep looking for oil. We've got more than what we can afford to burn. We, are, we need to understand that we cannot keep polluting our rivers. Um, we need all of the clean, good quality drinking water and swimming water that the world can possibly manage. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to understand that we can't keep polluting our soil. We will die if we cannot grow food. So, yeah. you know, those types of ideas are, again, just common sense. And I and the Greens have understood this for our entire formation. Yeah, and apart from Rockstrom's ideas, did the Green Party pick up on any other innovative ideas that we might see incorporated into future party policy? I think that actually um, we've had those ideas for some time. <laughs> um, and you know, and, our, and I, I regret that I wasn't able to attend that New Frontiers uh, conference itself. Um, but looking at uh, Johan's work and the planetary boundaries concept, it is exactly what the Greens have been trying to lead and discuss for, for many decades. Yeah. And what are you most proud of that the Greens have achieved in this past six months? Oh, goodness. I mean, I can't go past banning new oil permits. Absolutely. Oil. Congrats. You know, Congrats absolutely. on that. Absolutely. Listen, I, it's a congratulation and a vindication, actually, for the people, the people who have put themselves on the front lines opposing new oil and have paid a price, whether they've been arrested, um, whether they've been roughed up. Um, by blocking oil and gas conferences, for example. They've actually, in my view, they've been vindicated because they have shown the leadership. Uh, we've managed to wind down subsidies on polluting irrigation. On We want to encourage water pits to be used in a way that doesn't cross our planetary boundary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a policy. Um, and we're, uh, we'll keep pushing to be the most progressive Um, and to push for a transformational government. Fantastic. Well, thank you. This is, of course, a very short time to discuss these very important matters, but thank you for joining us on the show today, Marama. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, a pleasure, a pleasure. That was Marama Davidson, the brand new co-leader of the Green Party. Of course, so many things to discuss with these kind of people, but we only have a short period of time on the show. Um, Really interesting, by the way, if you are interested in the Green Party policy, if you are interested in um, these environmental and ecological concerns and how they uh, fit into economic models within New Zealand's Aotearoa, Uh, Look up Johan Rockström, either on YouTube or on whatever sort of social media you like to use the most. Look him up and look up his talk. He might even have a TED talk of some description about planetary boundaries. Really, really interesting. Um, And as Marama said, has always been part of the Green Party rhetoric and part of their policy points. Um, But really important to understand um, that the extraction that this earth is currently um, seeing you know from the human race is not sustainable in any way and it's very easy to say that and and to say that we understand that but if you look up Johan's talk either on YouTube he has a Facebook page he has all sorts of social media um, Johan Rockström I think he's from Stockholm in Sweden Uh, Have a look at that and look at planetary boundaries. Really interesting and wonderful to have Marama on the show today as well. All right.